If you want heaps good history, a little touch of mystery, with lots of hilarity, it's Adelol. Welcome to Adelol, the heaps good history podcast where in every episode we tell stories from South Australia's unique and often hilarious history. I'm laughing already. Uh, aren't we all? Uh, I'm Dan, I'm born and bred South Aussie. My mate Tom here. That's me. Yeah, yeah. Moved here from the UK at the age of 15 in 2003. So you can figure out Tom's age if you're smart with mathematics. Mm-hmm. How you doing? I'm good. That was a bit rushed. Are you, are you, are you, are you trying to tell me that you're getting sick of the <laughs> intro? Because we can mix it up. A little. We can mix it up. We may we may have to mix it up, Dan, because um, we are going to be uh, doing a very weird, wonderful, and exciting variation of our show uh, this you know uh, come come next year. Yeah, keep posted, uh, keep listening because we are we announcing this now. I think it's all official. I I don't know. I don't see why we well. I don't see why not. All right, we'll, we, we may be doing an official reveal on the Facebook page and on the Twitter and all that kind of stuff, yeah, but, but I don't see why we can't mention it in an episode. Yep, we're going to be at the Adelaide Fringe doing we three shows. are going to do th- three shows. Adelaide Live is it's coming. It's going to be sick. You yeah. can come along, yell out whatever you want. You'll hear it on the podcast. It's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you can heckle us in, in you know, weird and wonderful ways yourself. Mm. So we've got three shows. Uh, the 23rd of February yep. uh, at 5.45. That's a Friday. Uh, at the Crown and Anchor, we've got the 24th of February, which is the next day, which it's is Saturday. a Saturday, also at 5.45, so slightly earlier times for the first two shows. But, you know... You get, but it's a, Friday and, it's a Friday and Saturday night, so like you can just come straight from work get if you in. work in the city. Have a lol, have a meal, yeah. love and life. Yeah, and um, so they got the, at the Crown and Anchor now, they've got a spaghetti restaurant upstairs. That's amazing. So what I would suggest is um, you book in at the spaghetti restaurant, you come to the show... Say on the Saturday night, yeah. and then you just go smash some pasta afterwards. I some pasta. I played a lot of gigs at the Crown and Anchor. Oh, it's such a good venue. I probably wouldn't eat. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't seen it in years. So, yeah, yeah. I, well, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't eat anything that fell on the floor there. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely not. Um, but the last show—that's the big one. The big one. The big yeah. one is the last one. Yeah, it's it's also at the Crown and Anchor, but it's in. They're building a separate space. Mm-hmm. Um. At, and it's called oh shit! It's called something. We'll, we'll be revealing more details yeah. as time goes on. We so, so the first two shows are in the band room, mm-hmm. but the the last show is in their um, the chateau. I think it's called. Yep. Um, and it's it's a hundred and twenty seater venue. It's a we, big show. We want to try and fill that because we do. We love our fans, and we we love doing this. And um, you know, this is a way you can continue to support us and keep the podcast going. I yeah, guess. totally. And um, we're going to have hopefully merch for sale. Oh yeah, there'll be something. And um, it won't be good, but it'll be something. And it's a slightly better time too. It's eight thirty, and it's on the Sunday night, the very last night of the Fringe. So Whoa. we are going to be closing the Fringe, closing act. At Sunday, close the, 8th. the act, Dan. Close your legs, Dan. Um, close it down, Dan. We're <laughs> we're going to be uh, doing our final show on the eighteenth of March, which is my birthday as well, Dan. No way. Yeah. Yeah, so extra special birthday oh. celebration for me, my thirty-first birthday. Love I've now it. I've told you know people what? my age. You've got to tell people to come along. Like this is my birthday. Yeah, so I'll just, just, be like, this is my birthday. You've got to pay yeah. fifteen dollars to come <laughs> to my birthday, which is what the ticket's going to cost. Look, and we want to party with everyone after. I think it's going to be really cool. Definitely, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we we uh, we obviously we can't sell out alcohol, but the venue certainly can. We, so we can't offer you an in a can, mm. but we probably could offer you an an in a can stubby holder. That's going to be put the your plan, beer in I that. Think. Yeah, that's um, it. And the Crown and Anchor obviously have an excellent selection of. Of beers, including some uh, some locally produced. Uh, they, they've got all the coopers. Yeah, I'm sure they. What do. are the coopers range? So yeah, keep keep 
eyes, ears, and 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 orifices. And orifices open. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll put we'll post details very soon. And uh, yeah, once the fringe. Uh, website kicks off and all their stuffs and you can get the fringe guide and all that kind of stuff. You can totally like um, put our show in your diary. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, thanks for all the support so far. Um, shout outs to all the amazing podcasts as well. Yeah, yeah. I've been talking so much with Mark from Adelaide Jerks and just the nicest, most ridiculous guy um, in the world. Always keen for a laugh and just just loves to slag off anyone. So, so not a, so not a jerk at all. Oh, well, he's a jerk then. <laughs> yeah, there he goes. Yeah, yeah. He's a yeah, nice guy absolutely. to you. Absolutely. What's he saying behind your back? Yeah, that's right. Well, he's a huge Ela Kleiner, so I'm I'm down with him. Absolutely. Okay. So I don't know what that is. Don't worry. H three H three Productions, mate. It's okay. Bloody okay. tops. Mm-hmm. All right, let's crack on with the episode because yeah, we've mate. done our big thing. Um, beer of the episode. Uh, back on our old mates from the first episode. Yeah. Compilates, mate. Oh, mate. Compilates. We have the. Pirate Life Pale Ale. Yeah, so we did the gold nail on the first we episode, did. and this is the pale ale. So I'll do the tasting notes, and then we can All actually right. get on with the rest of the episode. So it's the ubiquitous pale ale, the workhorse of pretty much any modern brewery. The brief we gave ourselves for our flagship beer was that it should be able to be set sent to any bar in San Diego and to stand proudly alongside the many great pales produced in and around the west coast of the United States. So basically... They gave them themselves the brief to say, "Don't fuck it up." Basically, make it taste like an, like a Western, like, yeah. yeah, like a Western US uh, pale ale. Mm-hmm. So the schematic for a West uh, West Coast pale ale is bucket loads of big US hops, and oh. I've said that before. Like the pale, uh, the Pirate Life beers are quite hoppy, um, full multi backbone, and a character or a characterful yeast. Why not? I have no um, idea anything about this. I'm just going to drink it. That, this is, uh, that is what this pale ale is all about. Enjoy as fresh as possible, beer pairing, everything, all of the time. So it goes with anything. Crack yep. it. There we go. Pale out. Pirate Life. Thank you, Pirate Life. Mm. Mm. That's good, isn't it? What do you reckon? Tasty? Pirate's Life for me. How does it compare with, say, like your, your Cooper's pale ale? Um, it's, a dif- it's a different flavor profile. It's definitely right? a different flavor. I think there's, a, like you said, there's more bitterness to it. Um, I don't know much about beers. I, I can't make any sort of comment. It's nice. It's just as nice as a pale ale, a pal, uh, Cooper's pale ale. It's, uh, Cooper's pale ale is great too. It's just great in its own way. This could stand proudly next to any Cooper's pale ale and <laughs> okay. stand on its own two feet. So um, yeah, they hit the brief. Both both good, um, but for different reasons. That's and right. uh, we, we, we enjoy the products of both companies. Absolutely. All right. All right. Tom. Let's get on with this. Yeah, mate. Sorry. This is the story of Tommy the Elephant. Okay. <clears throat> what do you know? No fucking idea. Tommy's your name. It is my name. Um, now, look, I'm going to take a stab in the dark and just guess about this. Yep. I'll guess on this one. Um, I'm, I'm going to... I reckon it wouldn't be worthy of an Adelol story unless it was actually a real elephant. It is a real elephant. Okay. So it's not like some... It's not like... You know, some guy in an elephant suit became a character, or you no, know, or it's not—it's no. not some guy called Tom who just would like pull his pockets out and flop his knob out. You know, have you ever, you know, when, you know, when like people, when you're a kid, people yeah. are like, "I'll show you the, I'll show yeah. you my elephant," and they'd like pull their pockets out and then they'd like yeah. unzip, and yeah. you'd be like, "That's great not time, funny. great times with my uncle." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I too went to an all boys school. <laughs> so uh. yeah, okay. So I'm guessing a genuine elephant rather than a guy that just you know, yeah, um, gets it out. Uh, and, or a guy in a suit, yep. or both. No, just a legit elephant. Um, and that's that's as far as my guess goes, because I have no fucking idea. All right, cool. Oh, maybe it's something to do with the zoo? No, nothing okay. to do with Well, kind of. We'll get to that. 
Tommy's origins begin in Calcutta, India. Calcutta accent, please, Dom. Oh, would you like to buy this elephant? Where he was shipped at 20 months old with another female elephant on the Royal Saxon. Just so you just so you understand what's going on here, okay? So a lot of people got asking me questions. I was possibly quite confused. Mm. This is... Uh, this is not a small elephant. It's just a young elephant, okay? Some people ask me, is, this, uh, uh, is it going to grow bigger? It's going to get a lot bigger. <laughs> but, but, but the shipping's fine now. Like, it'll ship here. Well, it, it will ship now, no problem. But uh, when you get it back to Australia, mm-hmm. uh, trust me when I tell you, it's going to get fucking big. <laughs> just one more question. Um, on my... Contrary to popular belief, uh, it... Needs other foods yep. besides peanuts. Ah, okay. Um, just one more question. Um, my Vodafone bill last month, it said I used 400 meg extra data than I actually did. Yes, I, un- <laughs> I, underst- I understand your concerns, sir. Um, I understand your concerns at this time. Um, but um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you on hold and my supervisor will uh, speak to you in a moment. Thanks. But the elephant's coming, right? Oh, yes, of course. Yes, the elephant is very much on its way. Thank you. The elephant was sent... Would you be interested... <laughs> Well, I've got you on the phone. Would you be interested in, in looking at other options for your long-distance phone co- uh, contract? Uh, this isn't a good time now. I'm at work. Can you call me back later? Oh, 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 okay, no problem. <laughs> he was sent to Sydney via Tasmania. I don't know if they were looking at a map correctly. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, well, that, that, that's just, um, that's just that, yeah, back then. Yeah. Um, they needed to stop in Tasmania um, just to... Um, have, Check a, it out. have a rest. Have a rest. <laughs> so they literally went past Sydney, Get went to foliage. Tasmania. I don't know. Anyway, um, he was origi- Tommy was originally was he, like the the Sydney to Hobart boat race. Yeah, used to be the Hobart to Sydney boat race. Okay, and um, but part of like what part of the challenge was that you had to get your boat from Hobart to Sydney with an elephant on oh, the boat. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like, now it's like you've got to have a 12-person crew. Your boat can't weigh more than a certain amount. You've mm. got to complete it in a set time. Back then, there was only one rule, and it was you <laughs> have to have a live elephant on the boat when you go from Hobart to Sydney. So this was in 1851. He was originally named Jumbo when he came to Adelaide. That's so fucking cliche. I know. Isn't it just? Yeah. Isn't it just? Um, and then later named Tommy in 1855. That's better. That is slightly better, I guess. One elephant was purchased and sent to Sydney, whereas the male, Tommy, was auctioned off at the public and then exhibited at hotels in Tasmania by Mr. J. Thomas. So, um, oh, did they name Mr. it after him? Mr. Tom, yeah, Mr. yeah, I was going to say Mr. I, Thomas, I, yeah, and he named, have, named yeah. the elephant Tommy. It's like that's a bit. Uh, it's like you know what I, I, uh, I, we're struggling to come up with a name for this uh, elephant. And Jumbo's you know fine. I think very highly of myself. Which is, you know, should be should be uh, should be obvious uh, based on the fact that uh, I thought it was appropriate to import a fucking elephant, and um, then just uh, you know exhibit it like it, like, you know, like it's some sort of circus sideshow. So um, I'm going to name it after me. Well, his name was Mr. J. Thomas, so I wonder if his first name was Jumbo. Ah, <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, yeah. In November 1851, <laughs> Tommy travelled from Melbourne. To do whatever whatever elephants do when they're getting shipped around. Eat, eat peanuts. Yeah, and then later to Adelaide under different owners who used him to exhibit. Yeah. Again, again, with people just thinking that it's like it's okay to just show yeah, elephants to the Yeah, like, that's just what they do. Mm. In the news item from April 1854, Mr. T. Bentley, licensee of the Crenmorne Hotel in Unley. You know the Crenmorne? What do you reckon T stood for? 
Uh, trunk. That's <laughs> 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 good. Yeah, okay. That's pretty good. Uh, I, I, I was that. very quick uh, with that. Yeah. Uh, you know the Crenmore? The, did you say the Cremorne? Cremorne, sorry. I've always called it the Crenmore. How embarrassing. The, the Crenmore. Yeah, there's yeah. no N in it. No, there's not at all. <laughs> it's the, the Cremorne. The Cremorne. Yeah, you know the Cremorne? <laughs> yes, I know the Cremorne. Back in 1854, it was Had called the Crenmore. Okay. It wasn't. <laughs> I, I would, if you're going to if you're going to exhibit it at any pub in Adelaide, Elephant and Castle would be the choice. Well, like. yeah, you'd think so, but I don't think it was around then. But anyway, it was reported in the news that he <laughs> there was an elephant installed named Jumbo. Installed? I don't know. Like it's it's the um, it's the Skippy scenario again, where they just like nailed his feet to the floor, <laughs> yeah, and no. he's installed now. No, nah, pretty much. Um, uh, what do you uh, with this type of with this particular breed of elephant? The uh, the correct way to uh, to install it is to uh, firstly uh, you nail its feet to the floor, then you uh, call the customer service care number, and we will uh, talk you through the steps to uh, get him to uh, do a trumpet on command. No, no, no. no I'm ju- I just want to replace my sim. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> um, so he installed an elephant named Jumbo in the Cremorne Hotel. Thank you. Uh, where he had made a small zoo in the gardens next to the hotel. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a small zoo. A small zoo. It, <laughs> it was here where... It's, our, it, it, uh, yeah. It's like he's like... The, this pub exists for, uh, for, for, <laughs> one, for, for one reason and one reason only, uh, and that's to get people drunk and, and, and you know, get them having a good time. But that... Doesn't go far enough for me. So when I bought the property, <laughs> I made the decision that I was also going to install a fucking zoo at the back. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, look, we, brings in the punters. Uh, it, 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 there are so many pubs in Adelaide where you can just go and get a drink. That's boring. <laughs> okay. That's that's so run of the mill. We need to take it to the next level. And and as far as I'm concerned, like options are options that were put to me <laughs> as an investor. We need were, to do pokies or a zoo. What's going to take pokies, off here? Pokies yeah. room. Band room, like a pitch and putt golf thing, which I thought was a bit out there, or just a zoo. Look, I think the least upkeep is probably going to be the zoo. Definitely, definitely, absolutely not. I can see nothing wrong happening with keeping live animals next to uh, drunks. If anything, um, you know, it's it's gonna it's it's gonna bring in uh, a livelier crowd. That's right, live at the zoo. (laughs) It was here where our elephant Tommy. Caused much mischief and ruined their garden. Now, yeah, um, caused much mischief because he was like unbelievably <laughs> bored because he's like a like, wild animal that's been kept in a, in, in a pub. But keeping exotic animals in pubs was not as rare as you think. They had a all-you-can-drink <laughs> policy for Tommy, though. It was basically like, we'll keep him sedate by just letting yeah, him just, just like him go, hoe into beer. For life. And he did, actually. Um, the Union Hotel in Weymouth Street, you know the one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they had a Bengal did, tiger. I don't mean Weymouth Street. <laughs> they had a Bengal. Tiger. Oh, it's, it's a competition. <laughs> yeah, it it's, is. Like the, it's like they're competing to see who can who can get the most the most the, weird the, and the most vicious animal. animal yeah, so like we we've got an elephant. It's like, well, you know what? We've got a tiger. It's like, oh, who's going to win? You know who's not going to win this week? The tigers. Well, ah. Ah. Is that the truth, or are you I, lying? No, or are you I'm, I'm lying? extremely. Ah, I'm extremely nervous about it. Um, and the drinkers had to pay a sixpence to look at it. So I don't know. You, you get it. You get in there. You have to pay to see the lion and get a drink. I got the idea back. I got the idea from. Uh, I got the idea from a man in, in Rundle Mall who asked me if I wanted to see an elephant, and uh, to, and uh, he 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 made me pay a sixpence just to look at it. Uh, if you know what I'm saying. And so Six. I decided to put that uh, put that idea into practice with a real elephant. 
Uh, the tiger was sold later after it bit the head off the landlord's duck. What? <laughs> Where did you get this story? It's just from the paper. It's in amazing. the 1800s. So, yeah, it's like, all right, we've got a lion in the pub. Sorry, a tiger in the pub. Uh, we're going to pay people to have a look at it. But if it bites the head off my duck, <laughs> then it's gone. I am all for <laughs> I am all for a zoo in the pub, but what I will not put up with are animals that that, that harm my duck. It, maybe uh, maybe he was like he 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 all he, the only book he'd ever owned was the Bible, and he, he just assumed from the Noah's Ark story that they all get like, along. They all get along fine. Just, <laughs> we, just we, put them in a pen. We don't need to put a wall between a hungry tiger and a duck. Come no, on, yeah, clear it up. Imagine the day in that pub. God, <laughs> love to be there. According to Paul Hoskins' book, Tommy was originally a farm elephant in Adelaide's north, uh, used to pull wagons out of bogs and plowing uh, and win plowing races, for which what? the elephant was re- rewarded with a loaf of bread and a bucket of beer. So he did just get unlimited uh, yeah, exactly. drinks. So now, just getting an elephant pissed. Also, um, I assume everyone else that was competing in the plow race was using a horse. Yeah. So, like, how pissed, <laughs> how pissed off would you be if you've just got, like, a, Clys- a Clysdale okay. um, and you're like, oh, you know, old Bessie, she's, uh, she goes good. She, she pulls the plow. She pulls the plow like she needs to do. <laughs> and then this, this fuckhead just rocks up with an elephant and he's like, you <laughs> it's you on, bitches. You, you ain't seen plowing till you've seen my elephant plow. <laughs> yeah, I've seen your elephant plow. Uh, don't look at it. That's a sixpence. <laughs> I've uh, seen your elephant play on my wife before. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> this time it's a real elephant. Uh, Adelaide, at- <laughs> Adelaide at the time was a small town with dirt roads that often, at became, the time. Uh, that often became muddy and horses and bullocks were used for transport. That's a lot of bullocks. Uh, an, exotic, an exotic animal such as an elephant was a star attraction. And the zoo became very popular with visitors. Obviously, all my writing's out of whack here, but I don't, I, <laughs> there was an elephant kicking around Adelaide for a while is the point People of this story. Like, it's a story that tells itself. <laughs> you know what? We're going to call this Ellie. You guys figure out the rest. Um, however, elephants have the same lifespan as humans. Yes. And like act, yes, which is another reason why you shouldn't <laughs> keep it in a fucking pub. And act accordingly. So... A four-year-old elephant is going to behave like a four-year-old kid, which yeah. is a little shit. I've got a four-year-old kid. Yeah, and a twenty-year-old yeah. elephant is going to act like a twenty-year-old elephant, a twenty-year-old person, and just want more beer and bread. Yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> so Tommy, aged five years, was just like curious and playful. Um, when he was not displaying or pulling a plow, plow or plowing your wife, he was <laughs> fond of wandering. Oh my god, he was fond of wandering around the district. I think this was back at. Um, in Unley yeah. He was just fond of getting out Of the pub yeah, And of just course. getting into mischief As opposed to just being cooped up <laughs> Yeah He would just like Go around pulling clothes off lines And like Tip, tip <laughs> over cars And play with it's water like This image of this like elephant Just in the it's... middle of the city Just going eight This is like something out of a cartoon I know It's just like Oh wait Where's the elephant? Oh he's let out again it... <laughs> like, hey, don't look at it. That's a sixpence. But but like but also like I just have this image of of this lady just like she puts a pie on a window to cool, oh. 
and and you know like she goes off and she's just like doing doing her other oh. duties around the home and you just see this like this trunk just like just like sneak in the window and just grab the pie she's and she comes back and, yeah pin. she's chasing it with a rolling pin <laughs> it's like that book the elephant and the bad baby i don't know if you've ever read that yes i did yeah. um uh but because people are people, and this is the 1800s, and, and people, it's like apparently okay to and, just keep an elephant in a pub, and people are just horrible to people, um, and elephants apparently. If um, one one day some workers were doing some work at the hotel, and um, they were just like harassing the elephant because they, As were, you do. they were just workers, um, so he was getting he was mucking around, getting in their way. So they chased him away and hit him with with, their, with the rolling pin, with their shovels, with their uh, shovels. Yeah, no, just what is what the fuck is wrong with you? So. Tommy's like, no, no, fuck this. Oh, I'm he- sorry, I don't think I've outlined <laughs> the returns policy on this elephant. Um, just so you know, it it will probably live for at least 80, 80, <laughs> whoa, to, whoa, whoa, 80 to 90 years. And also, um, <laughs> you're covered for fire and theft, but not for shovel damage. <laughs> um, when's the new Samsung S8 coming in? Oh, sir, um, <laughs> I have to tell you at this time uh, that we will be releasing it next month. Ooh, but if you yeah. sign up now, we can offer you a, a, a special deal where you will have the option to replace the handset after 12 months okay. uh, with yeah. with with the option of taking a new contract, which will uh, incur an increased yeah, I, price of I'm, $25. Just, but just, the new contract I, will also include I, the uh, option to, to buy out the handset in full mm-hmm. by the end of an 18-month period. I'm at work at the moment. Can I call you back? <laughs> what I always do. Yeah. Um, so the, he's fucked off the builders and Tommy's like a five-year-old elephant. He's like, oh, fuck these guys. Well, so he, he clearly, they he goes hit and, me with a shovel. He yeah. goes and picks up their wet, pa- wet plaster. I thought you were going to say he picked one of them up and just like, was like, <laughs> and just like threw <laughs> like him. Like a real cartoon. Yeah, like a real cartoon. He gets the plaster that they're working with, puts it all in his trunk, gets up behind him and just squirts them. <laughs> like <laughs> wetting them all with plaster. Isn't a freaking legend. So because the elephant was just being an asshole to like local residents, workers and an patrons, um, the, o- the owner of the hotel was faced with numerous court cases. <laughs> so I would love to see these go to court. This is so, <laughs> so good. So he, told, he sold Tommy to John Smith at Smithfield. I think Smithfield. The, the Smith of Smithfield is yep. Smithfield named after Smith. Yep, I'm pretty sure. Amazing. Now, in Smithfield, uh, John Smith was apparently... He's the beer guy, right? What? No, John Smith's bitter. It's like a oh, gone, no, gone no, to drink. Uh, beer. Beer. Um, uh, so he was using Tommy to divert the course of Smith's Creek in Smithfield um, away from his second hotel while it was under construction. He was using the elephant... Yeah, he was like the, making the elephant like get like buckets of water on its back or whatever to take it away <laughs> from the hotel. Like, what the hell is going? On? So, what's even more amazing about this? Yeah, is that there was actually no proof that an elephant played part in Smithfield's history. They just included it in the history of the area just to like add <laughs> a bit of color to the to the general story. Oh, there's there's uh, there's enough stories coming out of Smithfield. I can tell you that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they got a cash converter there. <laughs> That would be fun. Um, anyway, this woman in 1993, Mrs. Anne Portlock, was just researching her family history right? and just came across newspaper reports from the 1850s. I'll read one out to you. And this is, this is so great. Of just a snapshot back in time of South Australia and okay. how Let, things used to be Let's written. take the audience back. I want them to, I want, I want you to, if you're listening, I want you to close your eyes, unless you're driving. 
Um, <laughs> close your eyes and just like imagine the uh, the Adelaide of eighteen fifty one. So Thomas Cooper is selling his his tasty and wares a and in a can on the street, yeah. and it's just dirt roads, churches. And 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 ladies in like dresses that go all the way to their ankles. Yep. So this is Smithfield in 1855. Probably not that much. Smithfield. Well, Smithfield and Andrews Farm even now is like there's a lot of um, just like fields around there. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. So let, you, what you're imagining is basically nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Adelaide newspaper, The Register, reported on the 24th of May, 1855. <clears throat> I'll do an old school voice. Mr. John Smith of Smith's Hotel, Smith's Creek, near Smithfield, God, that's a mouthful, <laughs> has, has lately taken into his employ an... Agri- why, is your, why is your old school voice American? I don't know. <laughs> I should do British, shouldn't I? I'll start again. Yep. Mr. John's... I'm doing the Indian guy. <laughs> Mr. John Smith. Your Vodafone plan. Your Vodafone plan is going to be upgraded. Mr. John would like to offer you one gig of extra data for $10 a month. <laughs> Mr. John Smith of Smith's Hotel, Smith's Creek, near Smithfield, eating Smith's chips, has lately taken into his employ an agricultural labourer who is only five years of age. Combines <laughs> the strength of an ox with the docility of a lamb. He is dark complexioned being quite as black as the Aborigines in the province. Racist. <laughs> but he does not... It's like com- newspapers of the time like couldn't write an article without like slandering some- Aboriginal people and calling them savages. He's very black. He's quite as black as the Aborigines in the pro- province, but he does not belong to the genus Homo. Mm. Nevertheless, he is highly intelligent and has an eye as fascinating as that of the most aristocratic wax doll... Just say it's really just, it's very eloquent. It's very eloquent. Just say he's got an elephant. Is this, he's yeah, he's good. They've taken like six lines to say not even get the point of the story yeah, across, whereas, but have a dig at whereas if, Yeah, whereas if it was written in, in the um, the Adelaide newspaper of two thousand seventeen. Great newspaper. Great newspaper. Nothing but, nothing but good things to say about that newspaper. It would only be three lines long and um, the first line would be about elephants and it would be incorrectly there'd be a, a couple, <laughs> two spelling errors in it. And the the remaining two paragraphs would, would just be about how good the crows are. Oh yeah absolutely. It's a, that's it's great paper. During Speaking his- of elephants there are other animals that we like, <laughs> namely crows. During how good his- are the crows? They're gonna win the grand final. <laughs> During his stay on the Smith farm Tommy may have been used to divert Smith's Creek into channels across oh, the new have, town. Okay. Smith, right. Smithfield, so yeah, that, we're not entirely sure who he, what he did. Because he laid of, the foundations. That's bad, the, he, busy banging on about Aboriginals in he, the paper. He laid the, laid the foundations <laughs> to cash converters at Smithfield. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, getting a sword. Um, we cannot. Oh wait, I think that's the next episode. Where we post. No one's going to get these cash no converters. <laughs> Cash converters references. They'll get them. They'll get, They'll them. get them eventually. I'm like, oh. no, it, okay. all, it all comes together now. So look, we can't be sure. We're sure Tommy was there and we're mm-hmm. sure he did some work, but we're not entirely sure like what he did. So it's but a, apparently, like he was The used, question of what he did is a bit of an elephant yeah. in the room. <laughs> but apparently he was used just to plough and like take water and things like just that. Just to plough the guy's wife. <laughs> <laughs> like... Bestiality fetish. Um, so... But we do know that John Smith did use Tommy to draw water from his well on his farm. Well, well, well. His son, John. Uh, also called John. Also called John Smith. Uh, wife, Anne. Remembered in years later how he used to lead Tommy to and fro to raise and lower the bucket. I bet Tommy remembers as well because an elephant never forgets. Ah. In those days, bullock teams passed by the Smith farm, travelling to and from the borough and... 
Uh, and old and the Smiths sold water to them at the rate of one penny per head of stock. So they're selling water for a penny. Um, and sixpence to look at the other. Uh, <laughs> hello, sir. I just interested if you like look to different options for your water sales plan. <laughs> currently, you are on a plan. Look, for, I'm, I'm at work. You're, you're currently on a plan for one, one penny for back, a liter of number. water. Please oh. don't call me back on this number. Okay, I'll have my supervisor no, call no, no, you no, no, tomorrow. No, no, no. I'm at work all the time, every day. Doesn't stop. But can you give me some free data? <laughs> But you were working like an elephant, sir. <laughs> but Tommy was, was too slow and two bullocks could do his job faster. Uh, so then he was used to pull a plow. Um, so he did the job well, but once again, he was just too slow. He was so, great at plowing, but he didn't like to go fast. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, like, this elephant's just like, fuck my life. Like, I'm oh, not, yeah. not going to go, f- like, I don't want to be doing this. You're making me work. This yeah, who, and also, who's putting a five-year-old to work? Yeah, I know. Brutal. Slave labor. Yeah. It's grim. <sighs> we we're angry. Um, so it's like, all right, well, this elephant's no good for us up at Smithfield. Um, so we were sold in 1855 for 300 pounds to Mr. Matthews, licensee of the Jeps Cross Hotel. So, <laughs> so it's like business model. Um, <laughs> it didn't look, work. He was, he was part of a, a, a pub zoo previously, and that didn't work out. Look, so we got a different market. We got him plowing fields. <laughs> Um, let's just sell him to another pub because uh, obviously that's that's where he belongs. <laughs> Maybe I, Tommy might have been stoked. He might have been like, you know what? Actually, after you've worked at Smithfield, you come to like plowing fields. You come to realise that like, like just pub life's pretty pub good. life's actually pretty cushy. You know, just get to mess with the locals, take yeah. pies off windowsills. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Or get chased with rolling pins. Drink, eat bread, and drink beer. <laughs> that's right. Matt, the Matthews family became very attached to the elephant, and as he grew, he actually became a useful worker around uh, Jeps Cross. Um, he cleared scrub and moved stones around the Yatla Jail, um, plowing on farms. He gave people rides and assisting vehicles that became bog on the road of the hotel out of the mud. So I think he found his true calling at Jeps Cross. He usually won log pulling races against bullocks, uh, but horses... won log dropping races as well. (laughs) But horses, which were unaccustomed to seeing elephants... Uh, absolutely freaked yeah, out. Yeah, I just went, like, absolutely freaked the fuck out at this elephant. Um, so they used to put him in races against horses, and if I see an elephant race a horse, I'm betting on the horse. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, apparently, like, it scared the horses so much that they they just gave him such a wide berth <laughs> that he <laughs> just, just won these races. So people, they just used to hold elephant versus horse races in the paddocks around <laughs> Jeff's Cross. It's amazing. Roll up, roll up, roll up. <laughs> I got two pennies on the horse. <laughs> I got uh, three pennies on the uh, three to one on the uh, on the elephant. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I'll put my money on the uh, on the elephant. Actually, why not? Uh-huh. Yeah, good call. Then, oh, hang on, I'm just getting a phone call. <laughs> no, hello, sir. I just wanted I'm to work. wanted to discuss races. options with you in terms of your betting app. <laughs> you currently uh, using a sports bet to make a bet on the elephant versus the horse race, and I just wanted to let you know that Tom Waterhouse is also a viable alternative. Uh, accessible through the Vodafone, uh, through the Vodafone Play Store. That work. Miss- I'll have my supervisor <laughs> call you tomorrow uh, to follow up and see if you would like to Look, purchase. If I, a- if I win on the elephant, I'll buy your app. Okay, thank you. Mr. Sir. Matthews is believed to have contracted Tommy to the South Australia Railway Commissioners to haul sleepers and other heavy material between Salisbury and Sleepers Smithfield. is just like people that fall asleep on yeah, the train, right? And right, just yeah. won't wake up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a lot of those on the Adelaide to Gawler ra- Railway Oh, yeah. Line. So time. Tommy helped build the Adelaide to Gawler Railway Line. I think it's fascinating in our history that 
you know, we just think nothing on it when, when we go on a train or whatever, but you're like, you know, way back, an elephant actually helped build this. It's insane. It's just fucking insane. It's ridiculous. Yeah, we got 20 men and an elephant. Um, you know, now, uh, is the get elephant... Get each of the guys a pint and the elephant a bucket. Is the elef- has the elephant got his white card? Is he a member of the union? Because, uh, no, serious question, uh, because if he hasn't done the, uh, the well, white card Well, he was at the training, union hotel. Does that count? Oh, uh, well, okay, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll let him slide on that technicality. But we need proof that he is... Uh, you know, fully versed in occupational health and safety regulations. Uh, he's got a lot of peanuts. He okay. works for peanuts. <laughs> he works for peanuts, literally. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, obviously, he's not a union member then. Did you just look at the elephant? That's a sixpence. <laughs> that's, that's a sixpence. Put it in the tin. I heard you. <laughs> no. Been, you've been paying sixpence <laughs> to look at an elephant. I just wanted to let you know that uh, under the new scheme with Vodafone, we can offer you uh, thruppence to look at an elephant. You can look at an elephant twice for... Um, uh, Admittedly, it is just a man in Randall Mall with his pockets pulled out (laughs) and his his pants unzipped, but it is an option for you uh, as an alternative to paying sixpence to look at the elephant. It's half price, and uh, my uh, supervisor will call you tomorrow to discuss the (laughs) option of... uh, Might work. There's an elephant on site. He's not getting his white card. He's fucking things up. I've got to go. Um, so apparently, um, in 1857, um, John Smith was like, actually probably could have used that elephant. Could I have him back up my way for a bit? He's like, you know what? He sees him him having fun with the elephant and he's like, you know, I made a mistake. I let the elephant go too early. Oh, I didn't know I could ride him. (laughs) Yeah. Um, look at all the money they make by charging people to look at him. (laughs) Just bring him up to Smithfield. People can have a gander. Also, uh, I, I was just using him to plough fields. I had no idea that I could have been using him to build railways. Yeah, that's right. So, um, so uh, history is a bit vague here, but apparently he borrowed Tommy <laughs> back. <laughs> history is a bit vague. It's a history podcast. That's <laughs> fine. Go, go 40, on. 40 pages about Aboriginals, but nothing about the fucking elephant. Um, so that part of the legend still remains a mystery. But did some looking on the internet. So okay, of course. You can always find something stuff. on the internet. According to a few posts on the internet. It's, it was mostly just people doing the elephant. <laughs> Those are great things. A lot of uncircumcised elephants. <laughs> Tommy, was, Tommy was housed in an old barn on Main North Road for a while. Amazing. Well, not amazing for Tommy. It would have been yeah, shit. No, it was shit out. Poor guy. Uh, one day, some farmhands were just being dicks to him. Hitting him with shovels again. Yeah, pretty much. And Tommy got agitated. <laughs> why are people, why is that trying to hit him so, with like, shovels? So, like, he put up with this for ages. What is your problem? I don't know. Like, people of 1851, <laughs> stop hitting elephants with shovels. They're like, they resent, they're like, I resent the fact that I have to pay sixpence every time he makes <laughs> you, eye contact with me. cost me a fucking huge shitload. So, I spent my sixpence on a shovel and I'm going to fuck him up. So they're hitting him with shovels or whatever they're doing. Yeah. Um, one you day... Tom, stole my pie. What, <laughs> one day Tommy's just had enough of it and just goes ape shit and killed two of the farmers. What? Yeah, like like picked him up, what? thrashed him against the wall, just went ape shit and globbed him. That's amazing. Yeah, I know, Good right? for him. Yeah, I know. Tommy the killer. Oh, like, what a legend. That. Yeah. So... He, um, to be fair, they had that coming. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you're hitting an, Every ele- single if person, you hit an elephant with a shovel, you yeah. deserve to get killed. Every single person that's had any kind of dealings with this elephant at any point in its, at any point in its life deserves to be trampled to death. Yeah, that's right. Because, like, the poor freaking elephant. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, it's just a life of suffering. So, but the derelict building is still there, and there has been a history of strange goings on inside the building. 
including several ghost sightings. Right, get John Nash on the phone. <laughs> Where is he? Where Have we got him on speed dial yet? What was um? Oh, what was the uh, Gerard? Get Gerard. Gerard Butler. <laughs> get Gerard. <laughs> Gerard Butler. We've got a case for you. An elephant this? and two farmhands. Can you solve it? We already know what's happened. Just it's let like, us know. It's like, I'll hold the elephant's watch <laughs> and I'll be able to tell you what happened. Oh, yeah. He's very good. Oh, it he's standing can... next to it. <laughs> He killed two farmhands. Yeah, yeah, we just fucking yeah, told we you know, that. We, know, we, we told you that, yeah. There's a throwback to our first episode, if anyone hasn't listened. Tommy died tragically in 1858 when he was only nine years old. Buried in concrete. <laughs> under the Royal Adelaide Hospital <laughs> by Compolites. <laughs> Tommy died tragically. He was only nine years old after a chill, after a cold, rainy night. Oh. His bones are rumoured to be buried in the field by the Jeps Cross Hotel. What? Yeah, apparently there's just elephant bones knocking out about there somewhere. Imagine that you're building the they were building the home center and they're like, "What's this big fucking tusk?" That, that is amazing. I know. Right. So get your shovel. Don't hit an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> get your shovel. Get we're going digging. Shovels out for Tommy. Hashtag, <laughs> put your sho- hashtag shovels, shovels out, out for Tommy. Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, put your shovels out. No, but but who who like could they do some kind of Geo, uh, geo survey. No like, can they like get a geophysics person do a survey and actually try and find the bones? Do you I reckon? I possibly. I've. I don't know how things work in general. In right. Life. Any money that we make from our fringe show, yeah, that's, that's what right. it's going towards. And We're going to find the bones of Tommy the elephant. Bones of Tommy the elephant. Let's do it. I reckon that's I re- that. That'll be our that'll <laughs> that'll be our cause. This will be our Beaumont children. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get a psychic. No, we'll oh, get yes. a psychic. <laughs> we will get a psychic in. Okay, we're gonna find Adelaide's best psychic, yes. or most famous yes. psychic. Oh my god, we're yes, gonna we go and do an episode. Her. Or him, or whoever it is. Can we? Can we? Do, and we'll go. We'll go to the Jeps Cross Hotel. We'll have the beer we'll of the ha- episode at the Jeps Cross Hotel. Yes, we'll have a plus, psychic. Plus, the Jeps Cross Hotel, I think, is it's is, Cooper's is, is now. Cooper's, it's Cooper's our house now. Yeah, it's all aligning. It's oh my god! <laughs> this is it's all coming together, and we will we will get a psychic to come to the hotel with us. We will find these bones, but it has I'll to be no, but it has to be a legit like a real psychic, and they have to have no fucking idea that this is a comedy podcast. <laughs> And we have to act like 100%, like 100% straight yes. and just be like, are you, get, are you getting anything? Getting anything about it? Like, we want to find the bones okay. of Tommy yes. the Elephant. We're going to find an Adelaide psychic and do this. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. It'd be so good. Oh, God. Oh. That's an episode right there. Right. It's happening, people. It's so happening, people. Okay. Yeah. You have to come to our fringe show so we get that, that sweet cash so we can buy the psychic. Shovels out for Tommy. Shovels out for Tommy. Today, Tommy's legacy is remembered <laughs> through shovels out uh, through such establishments as the Old Elephant Barn, located along Main North Road. No idea. Gullet. No idea where it is. Yep. Um, have to check it out. Red Steel Tusk Sculptures at Smithfield Train Station. So there's like, I don't hang around Smithfield Train Station too cool. much, but that's, that's kind of cool. cool. Um, Wouldn't want to. Um, Playford has an elephant walking trail, which apparently Tommy used to, that was his route where he was doing things. And um, the Unley's Cremorne Hotel emblem has an elephant in it. Brilliant. So, yeah, yep. a uh, bit of history there about Tommy the Elephant. I think we should do this not just as a podcast, but I think we should do this as a documentary. This is a, like a 10-part series, at least. <laughs> it's finding the psychic, series. getting the psychic, finding the bones. I genuinely believe, though, that we should do this as a documentary and as a podcast. So we'll do the podcast episode for it. Yeah. But we should actually have some like a film crew follow us because the psychics like psychics love a, 
They, oh, of course they do. Because because they're uh, what they're bullshit artists, basically. Yeah, yeah. So they, they they love an audience. So if we can have a, a film crew following us around, yeah. and we're just like, yeah, we we. We'd if anyone and... is a psychic listening to this podcast, let us know. <laughs> and if, if you do cheap rates, that'd be great. <laughs> no, but we just like have a film crew following us around and we've just got to act like 100% like, yeah, we, we are trying to find the bones of the elephant. Tommy of the Tommy elephant. the Elephant. We could probably get like a, a South Australian state government grant or something. It's like, we're going to find <laughs> the bones. What's your resources? What, um, happens, what happens if we find the bones though? Well, like, we get to keep them, I'm sure. Well, no, we'll but, send it to the museum or something. But how amazing would that be? It that was like, would be amazing. And, uh, obviously, they wouldn't have buried them deep back in the day. No, but also like you could you could get a geophysicist to come and like scan the ground properly, and they and they can I, like that's how that's, they find dinosaur bones and shit that's like how, that. We've just got to get a psychic. They know more than you. <laughs> they know more than scientists. Tom, <laughs> guy with like two two sticks, <laughs> like the guides guiding you. Water divining is it? Water divining? <laughs> so they're just like I'm the elephant diviner. <laughs> They just carry a trunk with Let them me get the trunk out. <laughs> Let me, they, they pull the pockets out, they flop the knob out, and then, oh, it's, it's taking me to the left. <laughs> I'm getting something. Swings to the left, Dan. Oh, God. So that's the story of Tommy the Elephant. I was going to call the episode Adelaide Gets an Elephant. Uh, as a shout out to the Simpsons episode, Bart Gets an Elephant. Oh, and yeah. also. That's um, what it reminds me of. When I said before, it, it makes me think of a cartoon. I think, it, I'm, I think it's like The yeah. Simpsons that's coming into my brain. Your kid flew three th- feet. That counts as a, as a ride. Or yeah. Feet. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was never. <laughs> you looked at the. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a sixpence. <laughs> you looked at the elephant. That's a sixpence. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a shout out to uh, another local Adelaide podcast, Pods in the Key of Springfield. They yeah. actually got in touch with us after the Maslin Beach episode. Yeah, yeah. Nick from from that was it. Nick. Yeah, Nick from that podcast um, yeah. sent us a message on. Um, he sent us a message through our Facebook page yep. and just kind of said, I've got a hilarious story about Maslin's Beach. Um, and this, this, <laughs> this story is so good. So what he said was that um, he had seen the movie on TV. Who hasn't? Uh, who hasn't, yeah. And uh, Nick's, Nick's while, whilst, whilst, in whilst in high school, and he noticed whilst watching the uh, the movie that um, one of the one of the the actors, one of the main actors, was his school drama no. teacher. <laughs> his school drama teacher. Oh my god, that's like okay, female or male? Uh, male drama teacher. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I was going to be like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. every kid's fantasy. Oh yeah. No, he's but, uh, no, it's it his male drama teacher, which is like is so good. Every that which and obviously he would have gone to school tight and everyone would have seen it. Yeah. So like pretty much, I've seen it all. Everyone in like everyone at his school has seen the drama teacher's knob. Ah. Oh. Classic. Surely that's it, would that be a screening? Like nowadays, that would definitely be a screening thing. I don't know. I would it not? Because it's art and he's a it's drama. Art and yeah. he's, in a, he's in a film, and if he's not done anything inappropriate, I don't know. But like yeah. it, it, to me, that's like that's a great story. That's a great at essay story. Has seen your knob, mm. and you still have a job. Well, he's like, well, you know, they've already seen it, so if I get it out in class, <laughs> um, it's not going to matter, is Let it? Let me show you my elephant, kids. <laughs> Let me do an elephant impression. Uh, what animal can you do? Um, Pods in the Key of Springfield If you're a Simpsons fan Which we both are um, Give them a listen Great guys I'm I'm really uh, obsessed with Norm watching And looking to uh, see Norm back in the series And how that all goes But um, yeah like So many great Adelaide podcasts And and, uh, shows uh, Banding together And just being good dudes Like I said Adelaide Jerks Amazing people Mm -hmm. Love them Um, uh, Pods in the Key of Springfield 
Um, also, um, oh, the show PBA FM where we did the, the show with definitely, you. and don't forget the best, uh, the best Adelaide podcast of of all. Oh, um, uh, heaps oh. good hist- heaps good history with Greg Barilla. My elephant is so trunked right now. <laughs> um, what else do we have to say, Tom? Uh, fringe uh, Adelaide Fringe two thousand and eighteen Adelaide Fringe. Gonna We're going to be there. Gonna Watch this space. Information is coming, and we hope you enjoyed this episode about the uh, the <laughs> elephant. And if you didn't, uh, we we, uh, we 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 got some options for you, okay? Because we understand that you uh, <laughs> oh, would potentially be interested in looking at different options for your podcasting experience. And we'd like to let you know that uh, from the end of this month, Vodafone <laughs> will be offering you options to access uh, a funnier, upgraded version of uh, Adlo, where uh, all the jokes and all the I'm episodes work. don't I'm just work. feature. Racist I'm accents. At, I'm at work. We hope you all had a lol at Adelol. There was an elephant kicking around Adelaide for a while is the point People of this story. Like, it's a story that tells itself. <laughs> you know what? We're going to call this Ellie. You guys figure out the rest. <laughs> <laughs>